Hey there, fellow pop culture nerds, Christian from the Proton Pack podcast here. Tony and I recently made the transition to host our podcast at anchor.fm, and they made switching from our previous podcast host an absolute breeze. Whether you're old pros like us or new to the podcast game, Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. In fact, you don't even need the complete tech setup that we use. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free. That includes creation tools allowing you to record and edit your podcast, which you can do right from your phone or computer, and it sounds great. They'll even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. And as you gain traction with your show, you can easily make money from your podcast as well with no minimum listenership. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to another episode of the Proton Pack Podcast. I'm Chris, and with me always is the Janos to my Vigo, Tony. Say hey, Tone. Come on, my lord! Why are you came? (laughs) What's up, guys? Episode 28. I'm excited. It should be another fun episode. I'm not sick anymore. I don't have the super nasally deep voice. It's still a little deep, but, but not as nasally, so that's good. Yeah, yeah, and uh, we were trying to get a recording in while you were out in Florida at Walt Disney World, but uh, unfortunately, we weren't able to squeeze that in. Um, but uh, no, hopefully... and I'm the street because last week you said too, you're like, man, we've been getting these out every week, and then we let you down. Well, my vacation's got in the way of that one, so. Which is okay, and actually, this week, we're looking at, uh, you're going to get a regular episode here, and then we're going to look at putting out a bonus episode uh, based all around the E3 conference, which is uh, still in the middle of uh, what's going on. There's a lot of video game news that came out of that, and so we didn't want to try and cram it all into one standard episode because then we wouldn't be able to give it the time it deserves so we're going to record that one a little bit later and you guys get sort of a uh, two for one this week see that works out well i like that so if you're into video games that's a definite podcast if you're just going to want to be a part you're going to want you're going to want to listen anyway so yeah, yeah. You're listening and, to this, so you might as well listen to that. <laughs> and we've got some cool stories on this one as well. Uh, just to get a few things out of the way, a uh, couple announcements. We recently switched homes, so where our podcast is hosted, uh, we have a new podcast host. And uh, you can find the new version of the podcast at anchor.fm forward slash proton pack podcast. And uh, again, that's anchor.fm forward slash Proton Pack Podcast. Uh, the reason we switched is it gives us a little more freedom to do uh, a few different things. Um, one of those being in some upcoming episodes. Uh, you may hear in the middle of the episode a little interjection. Uh, 
short little promotions that uh, you know will actually start getting paid a little bit for for what we do, and hopefully uh, you guys won't mind it too much that uh, you know we interject with an ad here or there, and maybe you'll hear something that you guys enjoy. Yeah, I'm excited to be a part of it, man. It's it should be awesome, and it's a it's a good step forward for our show as we progress forward here. So that's that's a fantastic thing. Yeah, and the the other nice thing is if you do like the show and and you'd like to support us, uh, if you head over to that anchor.fm forward slash Proton Pack podcast, uh, it gives you the ability to uh, drop us a few bucks if you so choose, and uh, that just helps us with uh, you know putting the show together for you guys every week and uh, helping to grow it uh, as it has over the last uh, boy almost a full year at this point. Yeah, we this is our longest running one that we've done together. We usually, it is. Yeah. So it's been fun, though. It's it's a fun show. Happy to be doing it with you. Happy to be putting it out for you guys to listen. We appreciate those that take the time to download us, listen to us, and uh, we, we much appreciate you. Yeah, and it's fun to watch uh, the analytics and, and see how the show grows and evolves over time and yeah, how we have more people jumping on board. So uh, we certainly appreciate it. Um, as always, uh Check out our Facebook and our Instagram pages. Both of those are at Proton Pack Podcast. Uh, Tony will put up all of the stories on our Facebook page, and then we've got a bunch of fun stuff on Instagram as well. Um, just to put our shameless plugs down, as we do each and every week, uh, check out my other full-time gig, which is Rough Riders. Uh, we are a local dog rescue nonprofit based out of uh, Reno here. And uh, our main focus is we pull dogs from kill shelters along the West Coast, bring them back up here, get them uh, adopted and fostered out, give them a second chance at life. And so we're always looking for support and looking for people to uh, follow us. And we've got some great content that uh, shows up on our Facebook and Instagram pages. And you can find those at Rough Writers Saves. Uh, Tony does another pop culture show every week where he is the movie man. He gives his movie reviews. Uh, Give us a little taste of that tone. That is, you can tune in anywhere you're at. Um, if you're in the local Carson City, Reno area, it, the station is 95.1 KNBC. Um, 7.30 is about the movie time. Between 7.30 and 7.40 just varies on the show. Um, but to go on there, and uh, Jimmy Jones and I, we go through, um, we review the movies that are coming out this coming week just by trailer. We give our opinions on that. So, uh, if that's something you're interested in or you want to keep in the now, um, Jimmy's got a lot of things that are upcoming on there. It's a very informational of what's coming out in your cons, uh, comic books, TV, movies, um, toy figures, and things like that. Things we don't always cover on this show. But I, I just jump in and help with the movies. So um, give that a like. Then you can follow uh, Pop Culture Kaboom on Facebook, on YouTube, um, and then you can tune in on KNBC. Uh, 95 one, you go to the Facebook page and click the link there. So very cool. (laughs) (laughs) And then the last thing is, uh, head over, check out our sister site, totally rad. 1981.com. There we sell some t-shirts that are inspired by the 80s and 90s, the eras that we grew up with. And uh, check out, uh, haven't been putting much on the Facebook page, but the Instagram page is awesome. Have all kinds of old stuff that pops up. Yeah. Yeah. Old old, uh, TV show intros, cartoon intros, commercials, uh, 
things that'll just bring you back to those days. So uh, check it out. That's totallyrad1981.com, or you can find it on Instagram at totallyrad1981. Excellent. That was the wrong excellent, but okay. That's okay. <laughs> it's, supposed, it's supposed to be this. Excellent! Yay! There we go. Hey, they both worked. <laughs> All right, uh, we will get the show started the same way we do each and every week uh, with TV news. So the first is uh, coming to Netflix, produced by Steven Spielberg, Frank Marshall, Colin Trevorrow. We will be getting a new DreamWorks animated version of uh, coming from the Jurassic World uh, arena, I guess you could say, a uh, animated Jurassic World show called Camp Cretaceous. And uh, that's coming to Netflix exclusively in 2020. And uh, it's from the same showrunners who did uh, Kung Fu Panda Legends of Awesomeness. And uh, they recently released a teaser trailer that shows you the environment. There's a raptor that comes up. And um, I don't know if you had a chance to to watch the teaser tone, but, uh, you know, it, it keeps that same sort of Jurassic Park um, slightly horror vibe uh, with, of course, the iconic John Williams music. I haven't not watched that yet. I haven't not. Watched you haven't it. not watched. It? I haven't not watched. It. <laughs> you know, um, but um, I, it, I read about it, and um, I think it could be good, especially it gives Netflix more content. And as we discussed a couple episodes ago, Netflix going to need that kind of content uh, to uh, compete with Disney. So, um, great pickup for them, and I'm sure it'll be uh, a checkout for sure. Yeah, with, it's a recognizable name. Um, you know, as yeah, it's an animated series. It's, I guess, somewhat meant for kids, probably a little bit more older kids. I would imagine that, you know, the younger ones might get a little scared by the, you know, Jurassic Park essentially was a horror movie. Um, and, I mean, the teaser trailer definitely plays into that. So I'm not exactly sure what the demographic they're going for is, but uh, my guess is, you know, older kids, younger adults, obviously people who love the Jurassic world franchises as well yeah peter griffin like jurassic park <laughs> um, just to give you a little synopsis it uh let's see it says jurassic world camp cretaceous follows a group of six teenagers chosen for a once-in-a-lifetime experience at a new adventure camp on the opposite side of isla nublar but when dinosaurs wreak havoc across the island, the campers are stranded. Unable to reach the outside world, they'll need to go from strangers to friends to family if they're going to survive. So basically the synopsis for every other Jurassic Park, Jurassic <laughs> World movie. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, moving on to another streaming service is uh, DC Universe. And uh, if my computer will pull it up. Here we go. Uh, so we were... Kind of excited that, uh, you know, they were bringing on some obscure characters into DC Universe. And uh, one of those was Swamp Thing. And Swamp like, Thing! We liked the idea that they were going with an R horror theme and, and uh, you know, kind of gave it a new twist to the superhero genre. You know, you have Len Wiseman and James Wan behind it. And then we found out uh, about a month, maybe two months ago that they reduced the 
first season from 13 episodes to 10 episodes. And uh, that wasn't a very good sign to begin with. Well, now that the first episode has been released, and only the first, they've announced that Swamp Thing will be canceled after season one. Uh, That's it, man. Game over, man. Game over. (laughs) So, the funny thing is that there has been no word on why. Apparently, through Rotten Tomatoes, it's getting wonderful reviews from both critics and fans alike. Um, Apparently, according to Deadline, they said that the new leadership over at Warner Media was not particularly high on Swamp Thing. But at the same time, if, you know, fans are enjoying it, why, why... why cancel it so soon? You know, if you were going to cancel it, at least let the series run or, or the season run and then announce it after that. But, uh, you know, they're basically shooting themselves in the foot for this. Yeah. I, I had a, a discussion with Jimmy on uh, the pop culture show the other night about this. And um, DC, apparently, with that new media that's rolling or the new management for the media division, I guess, see things a lot differently. They don't have the same vision. And, and even the DC streaming service is being looked at being revamped and possibly pulled. So they're evaluating all that stuff. So it sounds like there's a lot of uh, drama in the land of uh, Warner Brothers back there with these properties. So um, should be interesting. This should be like our new James Gunn story yeah. to follow as we go forward. As I'm the sure nerd world turns. As the nerd world turns. It's a DC story. Which doesn't, I don't know, There's. it just sounds like there's a lot of issues right now with DC and the and Warner. So, a lot of weird stuff going on, a lot, a lot of strange stuff with the, the, the with almost every kind of DC property. You know, another big thing they're not doing, they're not going to be, and, and we'll do this probably when July comes, but they're not even going to show off anything new at... Um, at Comic-Con? At Comic-Con, yeah. Really? Real quiet on that front, which is strange when you have like Wonder Woman uh, 84 coming out next year. Uh, you think they'd show kind of some snippers or maybe you wanted to bring out the new, um, you know. Yeah, they, Matt Reeves. and Yeah. So so from what I hear that they're not even going to be a force there either. So real interesting what's going on there. And, and it blows my mind that Swamp Thing, they had hyped it up and you've put the money into it. it the trailer looked cool. The fans that did get to watch it are like, wow, this is cool. I would have at least given it a season to see what's, you know, go from there. Yeah. Well, they're going to play out the entire first season. But, you know, like you said, you know, at least let it breathe a little bit before you you start canceling things. Uh, Along the same lines of what you were saying, I had heard that uh, Warner's working on their own streaming service and that they may try to, uh, you know, fold DC Universe into that somehow. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily the right move. Maybe it is. But at the same time, you know, don't don't step on the projects that you've already started on. Exactly. Because when you do you're going to get into uh, something that we'll discuss a little bit later in this episode and you get the not so great results because of it. So, yeah. Yeah. So uh, while, uh, you know, DC doesn't have their streaming shit together, the brand that does is Disney. And obviously we're eagerly anticipating uh, Disney plus coming out later in the year. Uh, We already know, you know, it's at least, to begin with, it's going to be 
extremely affordable, $6.99 per month. Who can't afford that? Um, the shows that are coming out that they keep announcing uh, – tend to get more and more exciting. Well, we've got a little more news on a uh, couple shows that are going to be there uh, on the Disney side of things, so not necessarily Marvel or um, Star Wars. The one we knew that was coming is Monsters at Work, which is obviously uh, based on uh, you know Monsters, Inc. and Monsters University. Well, we're getting a new trailer that comes out of it and a synopsis as well. And so uh, they're saying that for Monsters at Work, the series picks up six months after the original movie, with the power plant at its center now harvesting the laughter of children to fuel the city of Monstropolis. The series follows Tyler Tuskman, an eager and talented mechanic on the Monsters, Inc. facilities team, who dreams of working on the laugh floor alongside Mike and Sully. And, uh, you know, you're going to get John Goodman back, Billy Crystal back. You've got uh, John Ratzenberger, uh, Jennifer Tilly. Um, I mean, Henry Winkler's coming in now. Um, Aisha Tyler. So you've got some big names coming in. And uh, obviously it's not one of those projects where they sort of disassociate it from the movies themselves. Right. It's like a continuation. I love that they have the big name cast in that. That's really good. I think it's a good sign for this show and not no pun intended, but I think it's going to work. So um, yeah. I think that's going to be a hit for for the streaming service for sure. And then the other show that's coming out is, uh, you know, as I mentioned before, Tony and I grew up uh, kids of the you know 80s and 90s and we were huge Chippendale Rescue Rangers fans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And uh, the nice thing is, with Disney Plus, you are going to get those old episodes. 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 (laughs) Episodes. You also get Darkwing Duck and uh, um, DuckTales and and everything that fallen. Exactly. Fell into those realms. Uh, We are going to get a new rebooted, updated version of Chip and Dale. Definitely not along the same lines as uh, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers has more of a, you know, contemporary animation comedic style to it. There's going to be 39 seven minute long episodes. Um, so it's definitely playing into the short attention span and uh, they will be, um, you know, no dialogue. Um, and basically it's just going to be sort of the, the hijinks of uh, Chip and Dale um, doing what they do. And so at this point, we've only got a little bit of a synopsis and a uh, little teaser picture, but no trailer or example of uh, what the show is actually going to be yet. Yeah, you know, it, it reminds me the art style, which uh, which I'll put up on our Facebook page. Um, having just been in Disney for the last you know ten days um, in your hotel room, that's that's all they show is the Disney cartoons, you know. Uh, the uh-huh. new ones, and, the, and there's a new Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, and Goofy show, and, and the animation's really funky. Yeah, it's like a retro style. Yeah, and Mickey's voice is annoying in that. Oh, God. It's (laughs) like they try to do the vintage Mickey voice, but I feel like Mickey's screaming all the time. I'm just like, woof, shut up. (laughs) But uh, But, that's what this artwork reminds me of, a a little in that vein. Yeah, and the, um, the shorts that they do for that mickey donald and um goofy series and then it actually started with uh mickey and mini ones uh the humor is really good it's really funny i mean yes yeah, it's, it's surprisingly gets... good I, I i sat through quite a bit of 
<laughs> because my little niece was watching them a lot. So that's how I saw them. So uh, having watched it, I would agree. I think the, the Chippendale ones might be, they might be cute to pass some time, I guess, if you got kiddos. Um, if it was Rescue Rangers and they had dialogue and it was a reboot kind of like DuckTales, I would be down with watching it. Me personally, I'll wait till I see some stuff, but I, it, it doesn't really excite me after um, seeing the artwork and hearing the synopsis on it. it, it, it I think it's going to be good. I'm not going to crap all over it, but, uh, <laughs> you know, the, you know, the younger Tony in me is like eh, a little disappointed, but that's yeah. OK. I yeah. reserve right to, you know, I'll reserve judgment till I see it. So, yeah. And the nice thing is, I mean, at seven minutes a piece, they're easy to digest. And if you like them, you can power through them. If you don't like them, you don't have to watch them. Yeah, no, it might be good times. You know, if you're if you if you have like Disney Plus on your phone and you're sitting in line at Disney World or Disneyland, yeah, you could probably tear through a lot of them. Exactly. That's how I watched uh, Cobra Kai season two. Oh, no that. kidding. <laughs> yeah, I finished that standing in line at Disney. But excellent show, by the way. If you guys haven't, uh, while we're on TV shows, if you get a chance, it's YouTube original, just a random plug. It's not even in our show lineup today. Uh, Cobra Kai season one, two, fantastic show. If you're a big fan of Karate Kid, even if you're not, excellent. Excellent. I had heard, heard it was fantastic. Yeah, I haven't man, had it's a chance a to watch any of them, but uh, I think it has something like 99%, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is, I mean, unheard of for yeah. anything. I got to tell you, brother, it, if you liked um, the original Karate Kid, I mean, just the way the whole perspective of Johnny Lawrence not really being the bad guy, but Daniel's not so much the bad guy. It's just, just the way they do it. It's so well done. It's fantastic. It, I mean, it should be what people go to if you're going to reboot things. That you be respectful to the original source. You can create a whole new story, a, a new universe, and tie it all together. Um, again, we'll probably talk universes and things like that later in the episode. But just a random throw out, Cobra Kai. Go watch it. Excellent, excellent show. Absolutely. All right, uh, moving on to movies. Tony, if you want to get our theme song for the box office report ready. Oh, yeah. It's Rose Fired Up. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Here we go. I really All wish I could right. I could organize the sound buttons <laughs> to <laughs> like the order of the show. It would be much smoother instead of all jumbled. <laughs> I uh, heard about okay. it. I heard about another program that uh, I'll look a little bit more, more into a little bit later, but uh, I'll send it over to you that uh, apparently it's easier to use. Sounds good because I can download, ooh, but it's free because these are apparently, they, there's download buttons, so I could download these and do that. So anyway, cool. I, I think it just gives the show a little extra fuzz. You know? I enjoy it. I like them. Yeah. Yeah, so. it's good stuff. <laughs> All right, uh, box office report. A uh, little surprised this week in uh, the box office. Me uh, too. The number one movie was not what I expected the number one movie to be, though I'm not particularly surprised, which uh, we'll talk about here in a little bit. But uh, number one this week at the box office was The Secret Life of Pets 2, opened with $40 million, which is a respectable opening for a... Uh, non-pixar animated movie yeah the first one wasn't bad um it, it looks like a cute little movie i i don't i don't know <laughs> i enjoyed the I, i'm first not overly one, you know. excited to see it but uh you know it it did well great opening i mean 
that's not what I wanted to be number one, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm not trying. I sound so negative this week. Like, eh, it's not as cute. No, I'm not down on kid flicks. I like kid flicks, but uh, you know, the um, Kevin Hart is the little bunny in there is, is entertaining. So he seems to be more of a main character. Yep. Oh, sounds like the dogs over at your house are excited about Secret Life. Oh of yeah, pets. they're excited. Secret Life of Pets. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go, <so> Bob. <laughs> <laughs> and a uh, random Wolverine. Uh... <laughs> yeah, he's excited too because you know he wasn't in that other movie that I thought would be number one. So <laughs> right. Uh, real quick. Uh, so Secret Life of Pets two comes from Illumination Entertainment. Illumination. In my opinion, they're probably the number two animation studio next to Pixar, uh, probably pretty close with DreamWorks, and then you get a bunch of other animation studios from there. Uh, the other thing I found interesting was uh, the main character, Max. Um, Patton Oswalt now voices him, replacing Louis C.K. for obvious reasons. I did not know that. That's, that is good to know. Yeah. So the number two movie was what we expected to be number one uh, with a paltry 33 million was uh, the final installment of the X-Men movies, at least under Fox. And that was Dark Phoenix. Um, Again, 33 million. It uh, is definitely the lowest one since I want to say the Wolverine. Um, Yowie, wowie. Yeah, the Wolverine even made, I think, $20 million more, just showing you how awful the expectations were for this movie. Yeah, we're going to get into that here in our review, um, so we'll, we'll talk more about that there. But, uh, yeah, disappointing start to it. But you know what happens is when you, when you, like, studios go out and they deliberately spoil a major plot point in their trailer just to get you to come watch is a bad idea exactly (laughs) and and they did that and it doesn't help that this film's it got delayed this thing was supposed to come out last year yeah and we'll talk a little bit about the reasons for that too coming up here uh let's see in third place where is it uh oh was disney's live action remake of aladdin with uh 24.5 million um i know you saw that tone gave your review uh last week or on the last episode yes um Still stand by what I I thought about it more, you know, and it was great. Uh, when I that's of all the horrible reviews I've ever written, that one got the most feedback of all of them. Yeah, it was people. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it, and that's great. I love to hear the feedback. I mean, just because I didn't necessarily love it doesn't mean that you wouldn't. And yeah. uh, love the feedback on it, but uh, yeah, I still stand by it. I I love the original animated one better. Um, I. I didn't hate this movie by no means, and it was enjoyable. Did you get a chance to see it? I haven't yet. No, yeah. in fact, I want to see that and uh, the fourth place movie, which I've been, I just haven't had time, uh, which is Godzilla King of the Monsters. Oh, and God, it, River! Roar! I don't have sound <laughs> by form, so. Made oh, 15 <laughs> made 15.5 million i enjoyed the last godzilla movie um apparently this one is bigger louder more action-packed um but apparently it is not meeting the expectations that they were hoping which may affect uh they're doing a godzilla versus kong movie which apparently comes out in about nine months so uh you know we'll see but uh it looked entertaining haven't seen it yet yeah, it did better than some movies, but uh, yeah, overall, a, a disappointing um, 
I've never seen it, so I'm not going to necessarily say it's it's a it's a flop. But so far, uh, it seems to be a. <laughs> All right, and in fifth place, you get the uh, Elton John biopic Rocket Man with 14 million. Um, haven't seen that one either. My parents saw it. They said it was. Uh, uh, you know, trippy, and obviously, if you're expecting it to be Bohemian Rhapsody, it's not. It's a little bit more of a, uh, you know, the music comes up as a way to tell the story as opposed to um, being sort of a straightforward, uh, you know, performance. Fire. Exactly. Yeah. So, and uh, let's see, we will round out the top 10 very quickly here. Sixth place was the R rated. Uh, Thriller Horror Ma with Octavia Spencer at 7.8 million. I never saw it. I shouldn't even drop a fart. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) In seventh place, we have uh, John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum with 7.4 million. Fantastic movie. Yep. I'm surprised you didn't have the Lawrence Fishburne uh, soundbite. Oh, no. I didn't. That's okay. Somebody get this man a gun. <laughs> uh, in eighth place is no surprise Avengers Endgame with another 4.8 million. Oh no, no, wrong button. <laughs> hey, that works. <laughs> I was just trying to pop it in real quick. Yep, uh, bringing its worldwide total to 2.73 billion. It's gonna come up a little short. I don't know. I think it may have the power to. To just get there. You know what they could do is just cheap marketing. They just get that. Just say, see Avengers one last time now with bonus credit scene. Ooh. That's all you have to say. Throw that there's a, a bonus, that one that was supposed to be there to lead into Spider-Man. I mean, that'd actually be smart marketing. Because then people are going to be like, holy holy shit. They're not in my sensor button either. Uh, <laughs> go out and uh, go see the... Uh, Avengers again, one last time in theaters. Okay, and there's an extra scene. Okay, I'm in. And then it sets up for Spider-Man. That'd be sweet. Yep, yep. Uh, in ninth place, you got uh, Pokemon Detective Pikachu with another 2.9 billion. Pika, 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 <laughs> And uh, rounding out the top ten was uh, Booksmart, uh, directed by Olivia Wilde, with 1.7 million. I heard that was pretty entertaining. Um, I'll wait for Netflix or uh, streaming service for that one, but. Uh, yeah, for a little indie film, 17.8 is not too shabby. Yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, going into our discussion slash review of uh, Dark Phoenix, uh, we both had a chance to see it. Um, Ooh, what did you say, Doc Phoenix? Doc Phoenix, yes. <laughs> That would have been sweet if it just – like the movie would have been great if you would have opened with that thing. <laughs> that would have been cool. So as we know, Dark Phoenix is the last of the Fox-created X-Men movies with this cast, you know, what we call the first-class cast. Um, Tony and I both went in with very low expectations, and even in doing so, uh, we were very underwhelmed. At least I was. Mm. Uh, you know, it, it's one of those things that, you know, the X-Men movies never stuck really close to the source material. Um, you know, they took a lot of liberties, which, you know, as we know through the Marvel movies, the closer that they stick to that source material, the more the fans tend to enjoy it. Um, Dark Phoenix took a, a big departure from that. Um, I mean, to the point where they almost 
completely shat on the uh, um, source material. You know, you've got you've got the uh, close encounters of the third kind uh, aliens that came in that. Um, you know, obviously in the comic books and the cartoons and everything, we know it was supposed to be the Shi'ar Empire. They renamed them like the Bakari Empire, something along those lines. And um, the main villain, who was played by Jessica Chastain, was originally supposed to be Lalandra, and they renamed her Vuk or something like that. Yeah, it was V-U-K, yeah, that's what I thought, too. I'm like, what the Vuk? Yeah. Yeah. The fact that they were rehashing the Dark Phoenix saga after the horrible X-Men The Last Stand, uh, I, I would say that this movie was definitely better than that, but I don't think they needed to reapproach it. Um, they went with the awful um, 90s, um, late 90s costumes that were the bright blue and the yellow X, where you know they even teased us at the end of Apocalypse that uh, they were going to go with the Jim Lee style um uh, you know, 90s costumes, which we were hoping for. Yeah, and on a real side tangent, or real side comment right here, um, this was supposed to take place in the 90s. I didn't get any 90s vibe in this movie at all. Not once did I was like, oh, this just totally took place in the 90s. Like, with Captain Marvel, you totally got a 90s vibe, and it was great. Right, and even this Apocalypse movie, had some some of those hints 80s. of the 80s. Oh, God, yeah. yeah, I felt 80s. I mean, you had the you know the Metallica Four Horsemen. You had the Quicksilver scene with uh, the arrhythmic Sweet Dreams. It was great. Right. I and know. Don't, that, you I love know people, how, don't you love how Quicksilver was in this movie for three seconds? Yeah, it about as fast as he moves. I was pissed off about that actually. You know, being honest, they. I was like, oh, I wonder what cool slow music scene, because that had been a staple since he appeared um, in Days of Future Past. I was like, man, at least we're going to get one more Quicksilver scene. He's in it, so that shouldn't be that bad. If Spoiler alert, if you're listening to the show and you haven't seen it, uh, don't worry if you love Quicksilver. He's not in it very much. <laughs> and then the other thing that always got me with these X-Men movies is, you know, the... X-Men universe has so many recognizable characters, so many that people love, yet for some reason they keep throwing in these random weird characters that don't exist in the comics that they think, oh, this will be a cool mutant. You had some guy who his secret power was he uses his dreadlocks to fight, and then you had another chick who uh, you know, was another telepath, and it's like... Come on, you know, use those recognizable characters. That's what the fans love. Yeah, where was Jubilee? Oh, and sorry, you bring Dazzler in for a rave in the forest? That's it with Dazzler? Right, with an awful, uh, what? Uh, you know, synced uh, soundtrack on top of it. Yeah. Oh, dude, yeah, it didn't even match. Like, when she was singing, her mouth was moving before the words. I'm like, what the? I'm going to get the censor button because I'm going to drop some F-bombs. What the is going on man that was some bull <laughs> uh, dude yeah. that you know what else pissed me off about this movie was did any time in the comic books was xavier all about being uh famous and 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 all letting his ego go in hollywood like the hollywood mainstream like his image was everything like i felt like he was the villain in the movie and i'm like when did xavier be the yeah villain? like that's well, that's just stupid. Yeah, they were trying to, uh, you know, show that Xavier lost his way and that, uh, you know, his compassion uh, has been outweighed by, you know, 
basically that he's achieved his goal. And and I see where they were going with it, but I don't feel like it worked. Um, I don't think so either. It was awkward. It was yeah. Weird because Xavier's always been the rhyme or reason, the respected go-to head. He's never been the guy that's really, you know, he might have failed the mutants and stuff, and they just felt like, wow, he's the bad guy. And then I hate, I hated in this whole new class story, Magneto is the villain. Magneto, sure, they were, him and Charles were friends at one part, and I liked how it told the story, how they were close in the first, first class movie. But they never made Magneto the villain. He was always sure he had his moments where he swayed and he was bad, but then he always rejoined the X-Men. It's just stupid. Yeah, yeah. Stupid. And, I mean, you know, the movie suffered from, uh, you know, pushbacks and, and uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about the reason for that. You know, originally it was supposed to come out on November 2nd of last year. Um, apparently the studio got into it with James Cameron over Alita Battle Angel, uh, you know, not wanting the two of them to sort of, you know, taint each other, if you will. Uh, the other thing was that I had heard that, uh, the original ending to this movie was very close to another quote unquote, quote, superhero movie. So they haven't said what it was. Uh, those speculation talks about, uh, you know, Captain Marvel. And I got that. that vibe at the end. Yeah, and the fact that uh, they basically had to rewrite and reshoot a whole new ending for this because they didn't want it to be almost a mirror image of whatever this other movie was. With all that being said, you know, Disney picked up, uh, you know, the Fox properties. They didn't know exactly how to uh, market it, but uh, I'd say it was smart of them not to put more marketing into this movie and just let it die a slow death and get to the point where, um, you know, we're getting ready to reintroduce the X-Men into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Absolutely. In hindsight, I know it's always a little hindsight's always 2020, but it, what they should have, what, what would have been better for this franchise is first class apocalypse for number two, and then close the entire Fox X-Men series with days of future past. Cause it was oh. so good. And yeah. it tied the original cast with that cast. And what a great way to just, it just ended in a great way. An epic, not as epic as Avengers, but very epic for the X-Men cinematic you know, property. I thought that would have been a better finish. I mean, X-Men deserve better than this. Um, look, this movie was just, I feel the same way. You and I haven't even talked about how we felt about it. Basically. I feel like we're on the same page with it. It just, oh, so underwhelming. Like, I don't want to, I don't know if I can tell you too many good things. I want to tell the audience that, yes, as an X-Men fan, maybe see it just to tie it up, but, Sophie Turner as Jean Grey sucked. Yeah, yeah. she didn't do a good job with it. It's not. I don't know if it's her fault or, or you know, I'm not gonna say she's a bad actress or anything. I mean, she's better than Kristen Stewart, you know. <laughs> but uh, I just don't think this role was really good for. I didn't think she was bad in Apocalypse as Jean Grey, but I just don't think she, you know, Famke right. Jensen's my Jean Grey, and and even she flopped in The Last Stand. And guess what? It was Simon Kinberg and Kingsburg. Kinberg. He, had, he he wrote he wrote Last Stand. He and he said he learned from his mistakes and he wanted to properly do it. Well, Simon, you dropped the ball, buddy. You suck at X Men films. Absolutely suck. Stick to Kingsman. You're great at that. 
please never touch another X-Men movie again. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. Well, and now that it's back with the MCU, I don't expect that he will. Um, no. You know, there was one MCU producer that said, uh, obviously, you know, with this movie coming out, you know, there's no rush to bring the X-Men into the marketplace after this. But when they do come back, it's going to extend Marvel's run for another 10 years. So when they come back, they're going to come back big. And they're going to look good, and MCU is going to do it up right. Now, the only one one we know that's coming back from the whole Fox debacle from the X-Men universe will be Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool, which you got to have. He's Deadpool. You got to keep him. I'm good with that. <laughs> yeah, very good with that. And yeah. if and if uh, Hugh Jackman was still playing Wolverine, I guarantee he would be coming over too. But obviously, we know he's not. And I think they're going to do good in what whoever they cast in that role, whether it's Daniel Radcliffe, which is kind of weird because it's Harry Potter, <laughs> or if it's Mr. High School Musical himself, um, Zac Efron. Zac Efron. I mean, either way, I'm not too worried about it with them at the helm. I think they're going to do great. Um, I can't wait to see an MCU X-Men. I, I want to see Psylocke. I want to see Gambit. I want to see Jubilee. I want to see some 90s mother X-Men, baby. Not not that I saw a week ago. <laughs> exactly. That was, was a steaming pile of hanky. I'm so disappointed. I gave it two out of five on my horrible reviews. I just I really wanted it to be good. And some people, I, one of our friends, Everett, chimed in and on on the review and said i not to be different but i liked it better than endgame i don't know if he, if he really felt that way but wow each that's a hot take opinions. yeah <laughs> it is yeah uh, yeah all right. Uh, speaking of MCU and Tony, sorry, I'm changing the show order up a little bit. Uh, yeah, but I well, figured we're, it was on a good time, we're on a time crunch. That was a long rant. A rant. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get you. I get you. So speaking of MCU, um, we also know that uh, the other uh, Fox property that's coming in is the Fantastic Four. We don't know when yet, uh, hopefully relatively soon. But we do know that Peyton Reed, who directed uh, the Ant-Man movies, I think he's got a great touch on those, a a good mix of the action and the humor, especially in those. He is uh, pushing hard to direct uh, Fantastic Four. He wants to bring them back into the fold. He wants to give them a 1960s setting, which I think they could do, uh, you know, given the fact that uh, the snap we know has created a multiverse. And I think he'd be the perfect uh, person for it to give them that, that good mix of action and humor. Uh, you know, he even said that, you know, the Fantastic Four are daytime superheroes. They don't have alter egos or secret identities. You know, they are uh, celebrities that are out there in the world. And, uh, you know, I think once they do enter into the MCU, that will finally get a proper Fantastic Four movie. Yeah, oh, this going to be great. I mean, the Fox, again, Fox, just, you know, I thought I won't dwell too much into it. We'll just focus on the story at hand. But I think it's a great, great pick to do it if he's hired. And he's done great things with Ant-Man. He took Ant-Man from obscurity to a mainstream character. So, yeah, totally. I think he'd be great. Yep. Yep, definitely. All right. uh, Moving on. And uh, we've got about 10, 15 minutes left. So. We'll power through these pretty quick and see where we're at at the end of that. Um, The namesake of our show, the Proton Pack, obviously comes from our love of Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah, I like. Oh, yeah. 
So this past weekend, uh, the 35th anniversary of Ghostbusters was celebrated at uh, Ghostbusters Fan Fest in Southern California. Uh, I would have loved to have been able to go. I have a friend who went and looking at his pictures, it looked like such a great time. Um, I mean, Ghostbusters is one of those franchises that we grew up and wholeheartedly loved until they shit on it in 2016. (laughs) But... um, you know, and some people even argue that, you know, Ghostbusters 2 was as good, if not better, than Ghostbusters 1, which uh, I'd say they're on the same same level, personally. I agree. I don't like one more than the other. I like them. I like them both a lot. They're both two of my favorite movies, so. Exactly. And then, uh, of course, you know, a few months back, we were excited to, uh, you know, get the surprise news that uh, Jason Reitman, Ivan Reitman's son, was working on Ghostbusters 3. Um which is awesome. We all we were you know speculating on who would be coming back, and uh, we found out now that uh, we're getting some of the key people coming back, including Sigourney Weaver, looks like Dan Aykroyd and Ernie Hudson, and then the big one that was the question mark is Bill Murray, and uh, you know it was announced at the fan fest definitely Sigourney Weaver's coming back, and it was strongly hinted at that uh, we'd see Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, and Ernie Hudson as well. Oh, yeah. I can almost guarantee that they're going to be back. Um, why wouldn't they? Bill Murray's gone on the record saying, I'll come back. All they got to do is ask um, now that he's been willing to get back into comedy after years and years of his drama and all that other artsy film stuff. So, yeah, <laughs> um, so I'm excited. I, I'm I'm excited with um, the cast that they've got. Um with Wolfhard. <laughs> Did I get his name right on that? Finn Wolfhard. Yep. Finn Wolfhard, yeah. And I think McKenna Grace are great. And uh, Carrie Coon. Carrie Coon. Woohoo! Proxima Midnight. It should be great. <laughs> um, I, I'm excited, man. I'm so excited that this week, too, they released, uh, in honor of the 35th anniversary, they released a couple of pop figures in honor of that. So those are out now if you collect pop vinyl. Um I got the banquet room, which is Vankman, um, and Egon, and they're bringing in Slimer with the proton thing. A real sweet toy. Well, figure, display, whatever you want to put. It's, it's, it's over at my desk now. And then, um, of course, they released all four, X, four X-Men, four Ghostbusters and uh, Slimer. So real cool, real cool little toys just in time for the anniversary. Yeah, yeah, which is awesome. The other thing is that, uh, you know, with Jason Reitman uh, directing this, that he is, he's very, he's holding true to the original uh, series, you know, bringing back, obviously, the same music. um, And, you know, one of the things he said was that his favorite thing about the early movies was that they were funny and scary at the same time. And that's what he wants to do with this one, is he wants to scare children. Uh, which my little brother, when he saw the first Ghostbusters, the very first scene in the library, <laughs> it scarred him for a number of years before he could see that movie again. <laughs> it's true. Cause it is a good mixture of horror and comedy. Cause I remember like part two, you know, like some of that was dark, like when they're down in the tunnels and uh, yeah. when they were listening to their echo and then, when Winston talked and then there was no, his echo didn't come back and there was just this Winston. 
and then there was all those dead heads and yeah so yeah i'm excited i can't wait me too. Uh, the other thing coming out of the Fan Fest and Anniversary Collection, along with the pop vinyls, is uh, shoe company K-Swiss uh, just dropped uh, two new shoes that are Ghostbuster-inspired, one being Stay Puffed, the other being Slimer. And these are some cool-looking shoes. You know, I'm not a sneakerhead, but... Uh, you know, they're, uh, you know, the Slimer one is that ecto green color and it's got Slimer in the sole. And then the Stay Puffed is the red, white, and blue and has laces that says, I ain't, uh, I ain't afraid of no ghost. And uh, some cool stuff. You know, if I was a sneakerhead, those would definitely be collectible items. Yeah. And on top of the 35th, too, the, sh- the shoes look sweet. Um, they're releasing a 4K steelbook package with extra never before released scenes from ghostbusters so that's that that's out there now too so great great time to be a ghostbusters fan i'm so glad that this franchise is finally popping back up and what a great time oh me too me too all right uh moving on uh back over to the house of mouse uh disney (laughs) has unveiled their Initial schedule for the D23 Expo. So now D23 is Disney's big expo, uh, and especially since acquiring Marvel and uh, the Star Wars franchises are where they reveal all of the big announcements for the upcoming year. So uh, whereas you know Comic-Con would have been that for Star Wars and Marvel in years past, it's now become D23. That expo is coming up August 23rd and 25th in Anaheim, California. And uh, you know, we're getting a little bit of word about uh, what they're looking at doing with it over those three days. Yeah, it, to me, it's a good, uh, a good response to... Um... You know, because Disney, they'll they'll put some of their stuff out at Comic-Con, which is in July, but then they kind of have done their own thing with D23. I know you've gotten to go before, um, years ago. I have, yeah. and But that was before Marvel was in the fold. I think uh, Star Wars had just become part of it. So it wasn't as big as it is now. And so to give you an idea, um, you know, that Friday they'll be talking about, uh, you know, more of the Disney stuff, uh, what's coming out on Disney Plus service, uh, you know, probably giving us reveals of The Lady and the Tramp Show, The Mandalorian, <laughs> High School Musical, The no, Musical, music. The Series. <laughs> wow, that's a lot to take. Yeah. High School Musical, The Musical, The Series from the movie. <laughs> so, yeah, Friday's going to be Disney-centric. Saturday's the big day. If you guys are able to get down there, um, that's where they're doing their Marvel Studios stuff. They're doing their Star Wars stuff. Um, I can't Star. wait to hear about the stuff that's coming out of there. And being that last weekend in August, you know, I make a trip down to Southern California every month. I may try to get down there for that and bring the boys with me. I think yeah. that would just be awesome. That would be a fun time, man. What a weekend that would be. It would be a yeah. blast. So. And then Sunday is sort of the ramp down day. Uh, they're talking about the Disney parks and the experiences and Walt Disney World and Epcot. And so if you're a fan of the parks, that's the day to check out. Yeah, I got to tell you that the Tron coaster down at Disney World is coming along nicely. It looks freaking sweet. So very cool. It, yeah. The more attractions, man, maybe the better. It's either going to bring in a crap ton more people to the park or man, it'll just get people off some of the other rides. <laughs> Lots of line waiting, man. So, yep. well, Disney Park, man, 
be friends with the Disney fanatics so that way you know how to get your fast passes and everything ahead of time if you're going to Disney World. Yeah. Disneyland well, is different. It's day of, which is good, but And with Galaxy's Edge opening, I don't see lines dying down anytime soon. Oh gosh, no, especially at studios over there. That thing is so tiny. It was I I was lucky enough to ride Slinky Dog as much as I did, so <laughs> fun coaster by the way. Um uh, side tangent the, the day after I left studios there, uh, Tim Allen, Tom Hanks, and Keanu Reeves were there for Toy Story 4 press. Uh, oh, very cool. Yeah. They stayed at the Contemporary right next to where we stayed at Bay Lake. So that was that was pretty cool to know that they were in the next hotel. <laughs> nice. Nice. All right. And then uh, staying on the topic of Disney, and uh, we were scrambling a little bit to find a, a trailer of the week. And... Uh, Luckily, yesterday it sort of fell into our hands that uh, the new Frozen 2 trailer, which uh, gives us a look at the actual story. If you remember the teaser that came out last month um, was... Well, I got, really... a, I got a funny intro for that one. Oh, you do? All I right. do. Elsa? Do you want to build a snowman? Shut up, Meg. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> I thought you would like it. I had to squeeze that in because I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> so uh, the new trailer came out, and we'll post it on our website. And uh, as I'm pulling this up, I realized that uh, in the scramble to put everything together, I haven't actually watched the trailer. <laughs> oh, you did? I watched it right before because I thought you did. <laughs> I was going to. I meant to. And then I realized, uh-oh, I forgot to watch it. So, Tony, if you want to give us uh, your yeah, take on uh, you know quick. the story quick run yeah so it starts out with uh elsa <clears throat> stuck on an island it's really dark and there's a it's 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 nighttime and the ocean is crashing and she's trying to get off this island and she's using her, her i don't know why she's on this thing but she's using her frozen powers to create ice to run across the ocean but the waves are too big and it breaks and she gets pulled under and then this unicorn or pegasaurus image pops in the water and she starts chasing it and then the little trolls roll out and they say oh her power was once the most feared now we don't know if it'll be enough and then it shows olaf and um all the other characters because i don't know all of them <laughs> uh, was it anna anna so yep. her sister is with olaf and they're trying to find elsa and then they end up in a magical world very disney-esque it's gonna be a hit it's gonna be popular um, no movie in November when it comes out should open up against it because it's not going to win. Um, but, you know, I'm sure you can expect a lot more singing. It'll, it's going to be vintage Disney animation. Um, they have another hit on their hands for sure. So, Oh, totally, totally. Yeah. And the first one was huge. I expect this one to be big as well. I think this one will be even bigger. I think over time you got enough of those, you know, the kid, kid the littler kids that were small during that time are going to be super stoked they probably have siblings at this point <laughs> yeah so so it should be a real good a, another real good payday for frozen but the trailer it will be up on our page um definitely check it out it uh, you know i crapped on a couple kid movies earlier in the show i'm not gonna crap on it it looks dark it looks entertaining i'll go ahead and give it an up all right all right, so uh, originally we were going to transition into some video game news. I had mentioned at the beginning of the show that we're going to do a full E3 rundown, 
But given the time, I'm thinking we'll leave you guys on a little bit of a cliffhanger and uh, hopefully it'll tempt you to check out that yeah. E3 episode. So we will cover everything. Things we're going to cover is everything uh, dropped by uh, Nintendo. They had a direct yesterday as of this recording today. Um, all the big publishers are going to announce uh, Square Enix had their releases. Some, there's some cool arcade cabinets that are going to be for sale by 1UP that we want to talk about. Um we're going to talk about uh, for our video game news. We'll we'll start out before our E3 special. We'll rock out. Um, we're going to talk about some cool the uh, cool uh, anniversary collection that dropped this week that you can pick up. And uh, Sega announced their final ten mini games. And Chris and I will have a discussion on if our ten games made it from a couple weeks ago from our wish list. And uh, we'll see. We'll see what we both think of that. We haven't discussed it, so that'll be a fun uh, discussion. Yeah. Uh, and- and as a little tease, their final 10 games actually turned into a final 12. So there's going to be a total of 42 games yeah. on the Sega sneaky, Genesis Mini. Sneaky. And there are ones that did not make, I don't think it would have made anybody's list because you didn't see one of them coming. So No, but there were a couple that, uh, I, at least I was uh, pleasantly surprised and were on my list of, uh, of those finals. So uh, I, and, and we will give one spoiler. There, there's no X-Men, sadly. No X-Men. No. No. All right. So tune into that. Uh, We are, like I said, going to record that a little bit later on. Uh, As always, thank you guys for listening, subscribing, commenting, streaming, downloading, and hopefully again, you'll check out our new home at anchor.fm forward slash proton pack podcast, where you can leave us a couple bucks if you enjoy the show. Yes. Support, share, comment, be a part of the Proton Pack Nation, and we will talk to you later. Hasta la vista, baby. Goodbye.